With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to another episode of North London Is, where Julian and Perry discuss, debate and banter about their beloved Tottenham and Arsenal, as well as the main Premier League talking points. Welcome to another episode of North London Is. Unfortunately, only one team out of Spurs and Arsenal played this weekend. Obviously, Spurs, big match out Old Trafford against Man United. And um, I'm therefore delighted to welcome Dale from Stretticast podcast with us, a huge Man United podcast. And uh, uh, they've got a great website as well. Um, Dale can tell you all about where to find them towards the end of the show. But uh, Dale, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, lads. Um, you know, I was hoping to come on. We arranged this before Sunday's game and I was hoping to come on for a win. But um I guess we had to we had to share the points. Yeah, well, you must be quite frustrated uh, only drawing against Tottenham's B team. <laughs> yeah, there's, I've seen a few comments about that, and I, initially, I, I thought people were making excuses for Tottenham um, at the start with injuries. I was like, hold on a second, we've had injuries all season long. We've had thirteen at some point, eleven most weeks, and you know we've. Had, it's been real thin selection, really, for, for the manager in terms of squad depth. Um, but no, I, I, I get the point now that you know we played so abysmally against a pretty second string Tottenham side. No, not a second string Tottenham side, but a Tottenham side that I think really lacked the, the firepower that Tottenham would usually come to Old Trafford with. You know, you mentioned in Son previous seasons, Harry Kane. Um, I'm not saying anything too negative about Richarlison, but he's not quite that ilk of, of player. You know? <laughs> no, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, listen, I've always grown up thinking coming away with Old Trafford with anything is it, phenomenal. I mean, I remember during the 90s when we were shocking, you know, I, I used to celebrate corners at Old Trafford. Um, but, you know, I saw that team beforehand and I thought, oh, 
if we get anything, I'll be delighted. And strangely, after the game, I thought, even though we're, you know, four or five main main first teamers out, I couldn't help but thinking it was sort of two points dropped, which, which was remarkable considering who, who we had out. But and also quite remarkable going the goal down after only two minutes because Old Trafford of old, um, you go down so early, you know, the floodgates could open. But uh, I've got a few mates that went that were obviously in the Spurs end. Um, I don't know. I know you were there. They said from their perspective, the atmosphere was quite flat. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, it was. I, I picked up on it even before getting into the ground and some of the pubs beforehand. Um, I thought some of the, the chants that usually would be sung loud, I thought that they were, were kind of dying off in sections. It was, they were starting, there was there was a, attempts for atmosphere to be made, but it was just pretty flat. Um, and I think that's a concoction of things. I think it's, it, it, it's pretty much the mood around United right now in terms of our performances and our results this season. And if you, you go back to the start of the season, I thought we were misfortunate to... To lose away at Tottenham 2-0, it was a good game. But I think after that, that really just kind of set the the standards for the rest of the campaign. We never really got going. You know, I think I think we we came away from Spurs feeling a bit hard done by that we had played well and and, and managed to lose 2-0. You know, I so mean, I, I went to that game and I agree. You could have been two or three up after half an hour. I mean, you had some good chances, and yeah. I think you're right. I, you know. Harry and I have discussed the, the Spurs Man United and previous episodes. Um, and you certainly had your chances um, in that game. And also, I think you had, Perry will agree with me, I think, you know, you had your chances at the Emirates um, against Arsenal. That was actually, yeah. so what, in terms of performance, it's funny, I'm on this podcast and an Arsenal and Spurs fan. I would say that the game against Arsenal was the one game this season where I felt the football in which Ten Hag we believed he was going to bring to Man United and that he was, he was pushing to bring. Game against Arsenal is probably the finest example of that. And again, we came away without three points, but it was probably our, one of our better performances. You know, I so actually thought, Dale, sorry, um, you were very unlucky in that game because I think the Ganacho goal should, could have counted. Who knows with VAR? Um, you were unlucky that Martinez had to come off. Obviously, Mason Mount didn't play. I mean, obviously, Julian's been talking about injuries, but Spurs fans have been doing that the whole season, Dale. But Manchester United have been decimated at times, and you were unlucky at the Emirates, and you could have um, you could have won the game. However, since then, Dale, I think you've been diabolical. And I wanted to ask you, is this the worst Manchester United side squad for about a quarter of a century? I'm going to say no because I think the argument for it being the worst is based in, based on injuries, and I think that if we had all those players available, you know, yeah. it's it's it, it's been a crazy year or two for football. You go to last season where there was um, a World Cup in the middle of the season. If you clock up the amount of minutes and and games that all of our players have played in the last two years, it's just crazy. Bruno Fernandez and whatnot. So I'm not surprised that. Not just United, but a number of teams yeah. are being really, really hit by this. Um, yeah. Probably us more than most. So I don't think, I think that would be unfair because I look back to last season and we were happy with the squad. Um, we could see improvements. You could see a midfield. I would have, I would have mentioned the likes of Casemiro. I would have mentioned 
Lisandro Martinez and how these players were had come to United and were given us a taste of what we'd wanted for so long. But now 12 months on, and you look at our results and where we are right now, those two players have been injured and we've had a terrible season. Yeah. Well, I did explain that to Julian just now, Del, that, you know, he's been going on and on about the injuries Spurs have had. And you know what? Look, banter aside, Spurs have had injuries this season, but Van de Ven missed nine games. He's been their most important defensive signing. And Madison obviously has been out now. It's going to be 10, 11 games. But Man United have had no central defence of Varane and Martinez has been your first choice central defence. Luke Shaw's been out the entire season. Uh, Mason Mount's played about as many games as I have first team football in a lot. So he's he's been injured. It really, it's like, it's like juggling. It's like, it's like playing the lottery with the injuries. If you don't have your, apart from, unfortunately for you, I have to say this, apart from Manchester City, who can go the whole season without Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Even even Man City, to be honest, I think this season it's been a little bit different for them because usually they lost a few players in the summer. They sold a few players like Bernardo and all that. Mm. And usually City were the kind of team that they had like five players in each position. And that's how they like won title after title in recent years. I think it's been a bit different this year. Maybe they oversold last summer because Mm. they don't quite have that depth. Now, hold on a second. They still have a lot more depth than any of our squads because of yeah. the money that they've spent. But I think you're right. I think that's where you look at teams that can go win a title. If you want to be challenging year in, year out, you have to have that. And you also have to have a bit of luck because Liverpool are a team that a year or two ago, their defence was depleted and they had an awful year. Any other manager in the world and he would have been sacked. You know, Klopp Yeah, I agree. Been, it's a right? great point. It's a great point. It really is. I mean, you're you're right. Injuries do play a, a big part, but you know, Spurs, as we just said, have had quite a lot of injuries this season. I mean, if you compare Ange, you know, he's been in the job for six months. Um, Eric Ten Hag's been there for eighteen months. Now, whoever is injured, um, Ange doesn't change the way we play. Um, he, he puts the players in, and the team is still expected to play the same way. People know the way Spurs play. Are you frustrated? Sorry? Is Ange going to win a trophy in his first season? Well, we don't know. He may win the World Cup, but um, World Cup, the FA Cup. (laughs) But, um, and I I get Ten Hag won silverware last year, but are you, are you not a little bit frustrated after 18 months? You don't know your pattern of play. I mean, I I think, as a neutral, tell me if I'm wrong, you know, when you watch United, I think a lot of their victories, and even the draw against Spurs on Sunday, it's down to a little bit of individual brilliance rather than team pattern play. Probably That's probably been the case for Manchester United for maybe seven longer years since Ferguson left, individual brilliance. Um, You look at what what I put it down to rather than looking at Ten Hag, is I see a, a circle of rinse and repeat where we get to this point with a manager and we say, oh, don't like these signs, let's sack them. We sack them, we bring in a manager, a new identity, a new style, as, as you mentioned. But the problem with the United squad is we've got a concoction of styles and players and profiles that don't fit 
the style that any the manager in place wants to play. And that takes a process of three or four years. And I know people are very, very giddy this season about Ange and what he's done with Spurs. But look, as we've seen with Ten Hag, you, you can get your you can you can get your rubber to green. You will get your bumps. And the thing with Spurs is, and I just know what's going to happen, is when it gets bad for Ange, it will get very, very bad. And they'll, they'll think it's an absolute crisis and we have to change. Love that. Love that. I really hope you're right. I really hope you're right. But it is interesting, Dale, because you're you're coming at it from, dare I say it, quite an articulate and intelligent point of view. Because I think Spurs... I think they fought very well. In, I think a lot of that is to do with Paratici, isn't it, Jules? But yeah. my problem yeah. with Manchester United, when I watch them, and you have been decimated by injuries, I do think you've made a good point in that he still doesn't have the players after a year and a half that he needs for his style of football. That's but I think opinion. that's down to you haven't got, as far as I know, a proper director of football, you know, and I think Spurs have now, I mean, under Conte, you know, the, the players that we were buying for Conte didn't fit Conte's system, i.e. Saar, Basuma, I mean, yeah, we, Core. We, we, we were, we were interested in Madison last summer and Conte did, didn't want him. Did they fit the system that Spurs wanted to go down, whether Conte was there or not? Because if that is the play, is that, that is the way, that, that's the way a football club should work in the modern age because managers yeah, no, I agree. we're kind of alluding to. It could be a fantastic manager this season, but they come and they go. Mm-hmm. You haven't got if the, if the club itself. We're talking about three big football clubs here, Arsenal, United and Spurs. But for many years, our fans could argue that the clubs have been r- run terribly by people yeah. that they went to run football clubs. And this all sounds very simple. But what I Paul put it down to looking at successful teams is unless everybody's on the same page, you're pissing in the wind. Right, Manage, right. Proper yeah. structure, proper director and a recruitment team that's efficient. Unless you've got everyone on the same page, you're on the road to nowhere. Well, it's 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 interesting that you say that. And I don't know, Jules, you know, banter aside with Arsenal Spurs, but. We came out of Anfield three weeks ago, the Arsenal fans, and we had drawn one all. And under Wenger and Emery and in Not Arteta's... One all. But, ooh, I don't know. But but let me... <laughs> we we would be 4-5-1 down at Old Trafford, 3-0, 4-0. Arteta has built... Don't get me wrong, we've had a real major... in the last couple of weeks. But Arteta has done exactly what Dale's just said everybody's singing in the same hymn sheet. The problem yeah, we've got... 600 million later. Yeah, but that's inflation, Jules. It's more like from 10 years ago, 300. We've we've spent money, not as much as United or City, not as much as Spurs have, by the way, in the in the summer. I know you sold Kane, but you've spent more. But the, the point I think Dale's making is everybody's, everybody's in on Arteta and the philosophy that Arteta wants... And now it's up to Arteta to to prove, can he win us? Can he take us to that step more than last season and win one of the big trophies? My guess is no, because I don't think we've got good enough players yet. I think we're one or two away. But I think for United, I'm not sure that Ten Hag has got half, 
halfway there yet. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. You, you look mean, at the big thing is we're in January now, and United won't be doing any permanent signings in January. You'll be lucky to get a loan in or two because the Inuas investment is going to take another few weeks to ratify. They'll be looking at the summer window more so. But the last two years since Ten Hag has come in in January, there's been definitely scope last season. We lost um, Ronaldo, termination of contract, big, massive ordeal. And the club would not back him to go out and sign a centre forward. We were left with no one. We went out and we got Weghorst on loan. <laughs> two, go- two goals between then and the end of the season, right? He was a, he contributed his all, all over, overall performance. But in terms of striker coming to replace Ronaldo and get goals, it shows you where, where we're shopping. I, was- I heard I heard Kane wanted United, right? And I think if you pushed the boat out, you could have got him. Well, I believe that Eric Ten Hag had Kane as his primary target in, in, in yeah. some That's the one he wanted. Exactly. I, so back to what I said about everyone being on the same page. Yeah. At United up until this point, we're talking about a manager who I think is, is a good, great manager, who I back all the way. And I think he's been working with his hands behind his back since he's coming. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the big. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's interesting. Sorry, Joe, go. I was going to ask you a sort of double-edged question. A, you know. On United, where where do you see United going now? Obviously, under sort of Sir Jim Ratcliffe, once you know that deal gets stamped, uh, and what does the future hold for Ten Hag? Um, I think from what you've just said there, you you hope he has a future. One hundred percent. I I genuinely hope he has a future, Manchester. I think he's one of the best managers in the game right now. I think if we let him go and we sack him. This, this period, I think we're going to be looking at other big clubs like Bayern Munich, who would definitely be interested in them, Barcelona, and they're just waiting to take advantage. Mourinho's that. available. Mourinho's <laughs> available from this morning. <laughs> Don't get me started on him. Um, you, know, you know what I think you should have done a few years back? Because I think he wanted you. Never know. hired Jose Mourinho. No, Pochettino. I, I think he wanted United job when he was at us. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was someone who I would have wanted to. I, 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 I think to. if you built the club around him, i.e., got a director of football, yes, um, you know that worked well with him. I, I, I think he would have bought in the players that that you need. Um, and you may still end up with them because I'm not sure what's going to happen at Chelsea. Uh, with they're, you, they're a bigger mess than you. Yeah, they are a mess. But within you, us, it's hard to know what way that's going to go because. We're still at the early stage of this and what direction they want to take the club. The early signs are very, very good. They're speaking with staff. They're speaking with fan groups. These are all things that I think are absolutely crucial to them being a success. Yeah. But when it comes to Ten Hag, I do have my my concerns. I think it's, you look at most takeovers that happen and these people come in spending billions. They like to hire their man. They're putting their money in there and they like to have a fresh start. You look at Thomas Tuchel at Chelsea. Um, I would be disappointed if they sacked him, regardless of what happens this season. I don't think we're going to find... There's not too many better coaches out there, I mean. But um, unless things drastically pick up between now and the end of the season, i.e. I was getting into top four, which I can't see, 
or us winning the FA Cup, I think Ten Hag is walking on tin ice. Mm. Where do you think your um, Where do you think you'll finish this season? I gave you a hundred pound gift voucher at Corals. Where What would you Where Where would you be placing Man United to finish? Fifth. Fifth. Where yeah. Who do you th- And who do you give me your top four in in the order that you think will happen? City, Liverpool, Arsenal. And we go Tottenham. I think that's most people's top four. Yeah. I don't so think you, think, think, well, I think what you said earlier, um, and you touched on it about, you know, speaking to fan groups. I think that is so important. I think that is totally underestimated in football because we saw that with Arteta, with Arsenal, especially last year. Um before they bottled the league, you know, the fans behind the club and the players, we've seen that with Ange and Spurs beginning of this year. I mean, our, the atmosphere was toxic under Conte in the last six months. Um, you know, he's united the fans behind the team, uh, which is so important. And I don't think it's any coincidence. That's why, you know, we've got, a, we've had a few last minute winners this season uh, because the fans to the end stick behind the team. And I think, it, you know, an easy win for um, Sir Jim Ratcliffe is to get the fans behind the team because, you know, Old Trafford, listen, I've been to Old Trafford when it's rocking um, and it's an intimidating place, you know, for the opposition when it's rocking. It really is. You know, I know you're going through a bit of a blip at the moment, but, you know, it doesn't take a lot to get, yeah. get you back. I was, I was intimidated by it on Sunday with the amount of half and half scarves I see. <laughs> But I, don't I actually me, agree. Don't, don't get me started on the half and half scarves. <laughs> I agree with Jules. Actually. Please tell me you haven't got a half and half Man City scarf. <laughs> I, I surprisingly, I agree with Jules because you know, Man United away for the and Liverpool away for Arsenal in the big games over the last twenty five years. Jules hasn't really had that kind of big game at the top of the league to <laughs> kind of go. work with. But but no. Seriously, going to United and Liverpool, whenever we've played you, under Ferguson, before Ferguson, and after Ferguson, like last year when you beat us 3-2, it was a cracking game. Obviously, Martinelli's goal, we won't talk about. But the atmosphere was good. It was really good that day. And, you know, Rashford scored two goals. But it's going to be very, very interesting. I, I, I kind of agree with you, Dell. I think you know, Ten Hag's under an enormous pressure because I don't think you're going to make top four and I don't think you're going to win the FA Cup. But football, uh, you know, football football can change very, very quickly. At this point, one thing I re- I'm, I'm looking for is just to secure a, a European spot for next season because we've got no, no European trips to look forward to between now and the end of the season. Uh, yeah. even, even if we're in the Europa League at this point, I can look forward to going to the back arse of Bruges or something next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I watched you in... But funny you should bring up the Europe, you know, because the, Galat, was it the Galatasaray games, I watched you. And, actually, I've got my kids go to a Turkish barber's here in London, and they actually went to both games, both in, you know, both in Istanbul and in, and in, and in uh, Manchester. And um, I think, I don't know, it, it just wasn't United in Europe. It just wasn't what we're used to. 
you know, I, I was really, really surprised with the way that you, you kind of played in Europe. And think, uh, from when I put down, the results started getting bad for United. Was we won the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup in February last year, first trophy in six years. Great day at Wembley. Really kind of a height where it was also the height where it's been a nosedive ever since. And a month later, we went out, to, we travelled out to Seville. And that was a great trip as well in the Europa League for the second leg, in which we kind of had one foot in the next round. And the feeling out there was, right, we knock out Seville, good Europa League side, and we yeah. could go on and win a European Cup here and really have a, have a tremendous season. And we went out to Seville and performed, just had a complete car crash on the pitch, performed terribly. Um, since then, that was a real downfall, and it's just been poor. We haven't been able to pick up. We had the height of the Carabao Cup, which isn't like I'm talking about heights, and that's not really a height, but it was our first trophy in six years. And look, a day out of Wembley, it doesn't matter what, how big your club is, it's, it's a great day out for the fans. You make, you make memories, experiences and whatnot. Um, and I fear that this season we won't have a big deal. Yeah. No, I think that, look, I think, I, Dan, I don't know what you thought about Tottenham in Europe this season. I don't know if you managed to kind of look at any of their games in Europe this season. Um, but funny so enough, boring. every week I have to listen to this <laughs> drivel. Funny enough, you think Perry <laughs> would know by now that Spurs aren't actually in Europe. And that this funny, is the first time I've been in the Champions League for what seven, eight years. The the European Cup final this year is at <laughs> Wembley, and I'm not saying that Arsenal are going to get there, but that would be uh, quite nice because we've we've actually got a good a good record uh, uh, at Wembley. Now moving on because we haven't got that much time to go. Uh, Man United's next couple of games, Dale. Who have you? Uh, who have you got coming up? Because I don't know. <laughs> Next game is not this weekend because we're on a break and then we got yeah. the FA Cup the following week and we won't find out who we're playing. Oh, so it's Eastley, isn't it? Eastley New or... Um... Newport. Yeah, so, okay, so you're in the fifth round. And then your next league game? I'll tell, I'll tell you this very, very quickly, Dale. My my youngest also goes to Bournemouth a lot um, and he goes to home and away and he, he, he goes to... Uh, he, he's seen Eastleigh a couple of times. Um, and I think, hopefully, you know, from what he says, I think you'll be all right if you play Eastleigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're in the fifth round. And uh, yeah, Tottenham, actually Tottenham Man City is a juicy game because having already won the league already in September, um, they could be on for a, for a, for a historic double. And uh, no, the Tottenham Man City game could actually be very interesting because I think Tottenham will play the full strength side, Jules. Well, listen, Man City, yeah, we, we will. I mean, listen, City have played five times at our new stadium, haven't scored, obviously, haven't won. Um, so we've got firm favourites, Tottenham, firm favourites for that game, you know. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. And I hope sorry, remind me again who, yeah. who do I talk about? the 14 times. FA Cup winners were very... I mean, it's quite unbelievable that you've been knocked out of a competition that you actually sponsor. I mean... <laughs> we do sponsor it because we've won it so many more times than everybody else. I think we're on 14 and Man United are on 12. 
I think Spurs are somewhere like eighth or seventh or whatever. <laughs> but mate, no, yeah, okay. joking it's... aside, say you do get a European space, you know, in in Europa League, who who would you like to see United buy in the summer, realistically? Sorry, say that one again. You're quite so, so, say you make a Euro, say you get into Europe, Europa League, uh, because I don't think you'll make Champions League. I might be wrong, but say you get into a Europa League place, who who would you like to see United sign in the summer? Well, for starters, to answer your question, I don't. I'm not going to name a big, big Galactico name, a dream signing, because that's exactly where we what we don't need. We don't yeah. need now into that market and signing Champions League players when we're not in it. We need to build, we need to buy exactly what we need. So I look at the squad, I look at the defence which has been depleted this season. We definitely need a new centre-back. We need a right-back. We need more quality in midfield because Casemiro is going to be leaving. Um, so we need a younger defensive midfielder, something we don't have. I know Kobe Manu is looks tremendous one of our most exciting players but we need more experience in midfield 100 percent um yeah. on the right wing we need someone with a bit of end product i like michael alassi at, at crystal palace he so yeah. he, he will be my answer as a player that i think we really need to go in the hunt of going out and getting but um of course as well a center forward is in, desperately needed yeah, we all do, though. That's the problem. I think Arsenal, United, possibly even Spurs, because I would imagine Werner's going to be a stopgap. Liverpool, I would imagine uh, Salah could go to Saudi Arabia in the summer. He's had a great season, annoyingly. Um, yeah, only Manchester City, they've got everything sorted. You know, they could have bought, if they had bought Declan Rice, I think the title would have been already over. Um so it's it's going to be very interesting. Just wanted to know your next league game, Dale. Sorry, it was after the cup game. Do you remember who it was? Wolves away. Okay, because we like to do predictions on here, don't we, Jules? Um, oh yeah, Tot oh yeah. T Tottenham, Tottenham have got uh, Manchester City in the FA Cup. Um, I think we know that Manchester United will beat whoever they play. I'm going to go for a Tottenham one, Manchester City one replay. At more, the Etihad, no, more goals, more games, more tired, you know, because obviously Spurs have got obviously the European ties to worry about in the last 16. So, no, but all joking aside, I think that'll be a draw. United will coast through whoever they play. And our next league game is against uh, Crystal Palace this weekend. So predictions, uh, Dale, on Tottenham Man City in the FA Cup. I want to go for a shock result and say Spurs will knock him out. Oh, okay. Like right. that. Friend Jules? For life. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go against Spurs, especially at home. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Spurs. <laughs> okay. And Wolves, Manchester... Uh, sorry, Arsenal, Crystal Palace this weekend at the Emirates are game in hand over league title winners Spurs already. But who, who what do you think, Jules? Arsenal Palace. Um, I think Palace can be tricky. I mean, they've, they've got pace yeah, yeah. With, 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 with their wingers. Um, you know, providing Arteta has finished stuffing his face with steak in Dubai. We've all seen the photos. Um, but uh, I, I suspect I suspect Arsenal will unfortunately win that 2-0. 
Dale? Oh, sorry, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. I reckon, look, Palace can be anyone on their day. I don't think it's been yeah. a great season for them. They've got some great players, but I think Arsenal will be too strong um, this weekend and they'll get the win. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be a nervous time for Arsenal because I think the fans are starting to get a little bit on edge and there's a couple of Arteta out fans as well now. And I think the pressure will be on. I'm, I'm going to go for 3-1 Arsenal. But my predictions have been diabolical recently. So I, I'm not actually I did call the United game. I did call the United game a draw. So I'm quite happy about that. United Spurs. Wolves, Manchester United in two weeks. I mean, whew, I don't know. I mean United might scrape a draw. I don't know whether I'd say that if you were not on here, <laughs> Dale. But no, I, I think United, I think United might get the draw. Wolves is a tricky game. As Spurs fans know, Dale, as Spurs fans know. Jules, what do you think? Um, I, I'm going for one all, um, Wolves, man, you. Dale, what are your predictions? I, rec- I reckon we beat them just about, but I was at the first game of the season at home to Wolves, and I thought, oh. I, thought, I thought Wolves were absolutely dreadful as a football inside, but they, they overran us in midfield, which absolutely appalled and shocked me and gave me bad signs for the rest of the season to say the least yeah so you're you you think you could beat them though i reckon we get we have to get three points some point <laughs> okay well that's all we've got time for on today's show um Dale, i was worried when you weren't coming on i thought it could have been down to the performance on sunday but no really appreciate you coming on i know you had a bit of a nightmare journey home after the game and most of yesterday so uh really appreciate you coming on the show um before we go where, where can people find your content on on the socials yeah thanks for having me on lads i really appreciate it and um, you can follow me on twitter at o'donnell dale you can also follow the you know your blog on at straight news and send us a message if you want to have a chat lovely lovely thank you very much well, we'll we'll be joining in. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday after the uh, Arsenal Palace. No, no Spurs game next week. We've we've got a a weekend off. Um, whilst we look forward to, uh, well, whilst Dale and I look forward to the FA Cup the following week. So uh, until next week, have a good week, everyone. Stay safe and see you then. Take right. care. Stay there. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.